So welcome to the Film Sessions podcast. My name is Sarah Adams, she, her, and today we are excited to feature Christian, he, they, and Sam, any pronouns. So I guess for both of you, tell me how you got started in filmmaking. Sam, you want to go first? You're the more experienced one. Oh, I started filmmaking in the 1990s out of uh, activism in Toronto. And I did, uh, my debut was uh, self-portrait Samuel and Samantha. And it's about Toronto gay community. A short clip of that can be seen in Walking in the Shoes, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so what about you? Maybe I would just... Yeah, so um, I actually have no prior uh, filmmaking experience um, until this project. And Walking in the Shoes um, was a research creation uh, project uh, that's led by um, Professor uh, John Grayson and Dr. Sarah Flicker of York University. And the um, premise of that uh, research is to support uh, Pause by Pac people uh, to make uh, short documentaries uh, to um, kind of expose or um, share the living uh, realities of um, BIPOC living with HIV uh, four decades after uh, the beginning of the global pandemic. So uh, I'm a doctoral student and HIV activist, longtime friend of Samuel. And um, for me to be engaged in that project, I needed to have someone who is more experienced. So Samuel has been my uh, very patient mentor in the process as well. So um, Christian just said that you guys were longtime friends. So how did you guys um, actually meet each other? Oh my God. <laughs> Through activism, we, I, I live with HIV. I'm a two-spirit man. I live in Toronto and I have done a lot of work together with Christian in the HIV community, mostly with the ethno-racial communities. And that's how we met, I believe. Yes, yes, uh, correct. And we also work with the migrant, newcomer, uh, refugee, uh, people without immigration status, communities. I also live with HIV. I originally was born in Hong Kong. So I'm a Sattler uh, immigrant uh, on Turtle Island. Um, and we both currently live on the Dishworth One Spoon, uh, Takarando Treaty 13 um, territory, also known as Toronto, Canada. That's really cool that you guys actually met through activism and doing all that type of stuff. What was, so you talked a little bit about it, but like, was there one moment where you both were like, this is what I want to get into and this is the type of stuff that I want to be working for? Okay, maybe Samuel, do you want to talk about uh, what triggered us to um, make this film? Because um, well, we had a, a friend in common, a very dear friend with whom we had done a lot of work in HIV and activism mostly. So a lot of uh, our inspiration to do activism is also based on our relationship with him. And uh, the triggering moment to 
create this film is about him. And basically is based on the fact that uh, Derek Yee uh, passed uh, two years ago. And that was the inspiration to create Walking in These Shoes. Mm. Well, I'm so sorry to hear that, but it's beautiful that you've been able to, you know, turn it into a positive and be able to make art out of it. So I'm wondering with like activism, I know there's a lot of things that people can do to get involved. What type of activism would you say that you guys mostly do? Is it like through filmmaking, like this project or any other types? Um. Maybe I can go and maybe I'll also add on a little bit to what uh, someone was doing so we can, um, you know, give Derek a, a more proper tribute because yeah. he actually does deserve that. So Derek Yi um, was a Trinidadian Chinese uh, settler who, um, you know, he was my mentor, just like Samuel's mentor. He was my mentor. And um, during the COVID pandemic, he actually was refused um, services at the world's only HIV hospital, Casey House, uh, of which and is an institution that Samar and I had planned on phases to uh, for their fundraising campaign. So, you know, when Derek um, being such a well-connected um, activist, he was someone who actually knew how to uh, support others to ser service navigate to uh, you know advocate for others he knew he already self-advocated himself um, during his kind of end of life stages uh, he was really sick um, to be admitted to this institution what triggered me to really consider making a film um, and the first time I saw the posting was oh you know I'm not a filmmaker I'm not going to engage in the project I sent the posting to Sam. And then after Derek passed, I spoke with another friend who knew Derek and he's like, you should totally try to make the film. And I think um, as activists, we need to channel um, a lot of our angers, frustrations about the inequities that face us, especially, um, you know, as paused by Pac people. And um, Derek actually called me uh, the Thursday prior to his death that, um, you know, he was really upset at the hospital, which was actually once his most favorite institution. And the reason why he was so upset was because the hospital wasn't going to admit him, um, you know, until after the Easter long weekend, and there were three empty beds. So, you know, just knowing um, a well-funded institution who prizes themselves on the values of compassion, um, you know, centering, uh, you know, decision-making, uh, um, uh, that's led by people living in HIV, yet uh, is also at the same time being able to let a long-time uh, a volunteer who was serving on their advisory uh, to die because, you know, they weren't able to uh, admit him due to po institutional policy, um, you know, kind of, uh, uh, I guess, uh, kind of existing institutional policy is kind of a really a real slap in the face. Um, and I think for me and Samuel, we talked about this, is we want to make the film to honor Derek and his legacy. And, you know, we engaged um, a lot of Derek's chosen family members uh, as interviewees. They were all living with HIV. 
And so that's the storytelling and tribute part. But at the same time, um, we also have this social justice seeking part. Um, you know, we want to present the film um, to the, you know, hospital as well as the wider audience because we're actually uh, working against a very powerful mainstream organization that um, does not really listen well. Um, you know, when we uh, spoke with the management, we were asked to change our tone um, because the white CEO said uh, she felt she was unsafe. So a lot of the, um, you know, in academia, there's, uh, you know, the, um, you know, there's a lot of literature around white tears, um, you know, and uh, white fragility. And, um, you know, we have come up with when she reached out to me and someone to um, have a meeting as experienced activists, you know, from marginalized communities, we didn't want to just meet with the CEO one-on-one -on -one as three people. We want to have backup and we, you know, engage Derek's uh, sister, um, you know, many of the chosen family members who were interviewees, as well as a number of organizations um, that, you know, recognize that there's a systemic gap and problem. We want to come talk, have a difficult conversation to kind of, um, so there can be witnessing to what actually happened, but at the same time, uh, so that our meeting does not go into a vacuum, yet the response has not been, um, you know, well embraced. And um, I don't think the um, hospital has really uh, made any concerted efforts to really admit wrong or to change uh, while we are saying, okay, you know, we don't want this happening to members of our fellow peers in the community. How can we work together? And I'm really hoping this podcast, uh, or podcast, sorry, podcast is another podcast that's in their community organization that's uh, for people of NHIV. I really hope that this podcast can be shared widely so that, you know, through external pressure, um, be it uh, by seen by the board members, seen by decision makers, seen by funders, seen by the communities, that they actually get to see a side of what is really happening. And hopefully, you know, that pressure can, um, I don't want to say force, but change, make the organization realize that we are here to help you do better. We want a strong PC House Hospital for community members, for, you know, all of us. Uh, of all, you know, various identities. And sorry, I spoke for a long time, but somehow I will hand it over to you, yeah. Yeah, in my case, uh, most of my films are all about my activism. Like Samuel and Samantha is because it, uh, it took place because it was a key moment when the gay movement was uh, becoming a it was including people of color and uh, working with the Latin community. Uh, we had started an organization, uh, the Gay Latino Gay Group, OLA. And so it was about our participation in society and how we were going to be now part of the larger gay community. Then uh, I have also, like in Walking in the Shoes, created uh, our faces, our stores in which we challenge 
uh, the services that are provided to people that are that do not speak English. And that went well. It actually created a conversation with uh, the stakeholders and those that, you know, organizations that people were not feeling comfortable with. And it, it created a change. So that is kind of a, a, a success in, in itself to know that, you know, through filmmaking, we could create those moments for, for conversation so that uh, policies can be changed or that organizations can open to to listening to what others get to view in, in our art because it cannot just be a film right so uh, at the same uh, at the same time i created the sugar cane which is the story of someone who was going to be deported back to their homeland where if they were deported they would have died and i am certain that the creation of that film helped stop the deportation so in the same way, I was hoping together with Christian that the conversation would have opened in walking in these shoes for the one only HIV specialty hospital in the world. And, you know, during uh, the time of the COVID pandemic, it was just uh, something that, you know, regardless of uh, or uh, in, uh, besides the fact that uh, Derek was so engaged with the organization. He was my friend, most importantly, right? It's my friend I lost. So of course there's internal anger and uh, and I cannot bring him back. And that is selfish too, knowing that he's in a better place, but I wouldn't want that to happen again. And that is why we want policy to change and not to uh, let uh, people into a different conversation of feeling intimidated by these two BIPOC people that, you know, uh, with the support of many mentors created this piece of work that, you know, at the end of the day, we're proud to have, you know, be, to re have recognitions in different places. And that is not just because of the art we created, but because we were being supported by many. So the only point, the only part that we were missing is to create that change that we, we still are hoping to create. And we're hoping, you know, viewers um, can, you know, maybe if we can have some additional uh, links, you know, maybe like uh, send um, the institution a message and say, please, you know, not leave anyone behind. You know, I think institutions often have to have a lot of considerations when they want to change their service delivery system, but um, we believe they can do it. Uh, it might take work and we're there to support them to do it. So hopefully, you know, with all of this support, uh, that, um, that concrete change can come through. And after that, we could make a, a, another film that would be called just Legacy, which would be all based on the success of, you know, these conversations. Yes. I think that's beautiful and what you guys are doing and that like filmmaking is such a powerful tool to like inspire change because it really helps people like learn about so many different things that you, you know, would never even think about or that's not, you know, happening in your direct world, but is still something that is pertinent and happening. Um, Christian, you mentioned being able to like send links and stuff where can we 
where can we find this film and any other resources? Yeah, so right now the film we have submitted it to the film fest circuit. So uh, unfortunately, a, a lot of times um, the film is not uh, fully accessible online for viewing. Um, it can be found under Film Freeway. I am willing to share the link with you uh, for the previews or on Vimeo uh, for the previews, um, and also YouTube. Uh, if you search for Walking the Shoes, our socials are uh, on. Um, what used to be the Bluebird uh, sphere is at W-I-T-S-D-O-C uh, film. So, uh, sorry, W-I-T-S uh, doc film uh, on uh, IG is uh, at walking.in.these.shoes and also um, the same um, on um, Facebook as well, Walking in These Shoes and LinkedIn is um, Walking in These Shoes as well. So um hopefully folks can you know kind of follow us uh we actually have there's a, a few upcoming festivals that it will be screened at uh somewhere you know um the trophy you show you can talk about that because that's the it's best amazing. film award that we you know yeah. that uh, i was working with a film festival and uh i never heard of a film freeway before and we were using that platform uh, in the work I was doing. And so I started playing with, with the site and I found a festival in El Salvador and I submitted Walking in the Shoes. Uh, uh, the festival is called Cibar and Cortos, which is Cibar for San Salvador and Shorts. And so I submitted and that's the only time I submitted and I continued the work I was doing. Uh, soon enough, I hear that you know the film had been chosen to for uh last year to uh showcase in uh in san salvador in november and then it went to finalists it was uh dominated for first for best director and best film and it was awarded best film and i am from el salvador myself so i was really proud to see a place that has very different idiosyncrasies than the ones we have in Canada and uh, was able to, you know, a, a country that is narrow-minded when it comes to sexuality and uh, HIV and to have been granted the best short in, in the festival, it meant a lot. It didn't only mean a lot to us and in, in the filmmaking, but also to society in El Salvador. I have uh, now, since then, have new uh, contacts that are interested in the work we do, in the activism we do, and they are part of our, our network now. And so we're really proud to have, you know, achieved so much so far. And just being also being uh, one of the uh, semi-finalists or, um... I, I forgot whether it's a finalist or semi-finalist at the Student Works Film Festival. It's been so competitive and I, I think, you know, what I really appreciated about uh, your festival is that we actually got written feedback from the jurors. And, you know, we we know how hectic, you know, coordinating film festival can be. And um, we don't often see those like concrete feedback and, you know, just being able to have the opportunity to engage in conversation with you uh where you support us in uh, further promotion of the film um you know it's really about community building right uh because 
how can we engage in social change if it's only about uh you know furthering the neoliberalization of you know for profits and i i think you know we understand as filmmakers or your festival understands that it's really about changing people's uh, perception and minds and you know and actions so we can build a better world so uh, thanks for also supporting all the young talents across the world um i'm a bit older i'm still a student so i'm glad that i was able to like we were able to submit the film but you know all the youngsters out there you know your vision follow your path and dream and vision and uh, i i do i do believe that we we live in a very um complicated world right now but you know you're also the um future you know leaders um so yes we can do this all together and thanks for the opportunity and you know that uh it's uh true that uh you the passion that we put in walking in these shoes is the reflection of how much uh, we are being uh, recognized and we could not have done it without anisaka our woman in you know at the lens and thank god for editing because we went through turmoils of all kinds uh we even had an attack uh, during our um second day of uh production it, it there were so many challenges that we had to overcome to bring these 12 minutes that are beautiful that others can see without having to see all those uh, moments that we were when we were struggling that without that struggle walking in the shoes wouldn't be walking in the shoes right so uh it's uh it brings uh it is a completion right having uh a holistic moment in which we can say it's worth it it's worth continue doing activism through filmmaking yeah filmmaking totally like creates change as you guys have been saying and i think it's wonderful again what you guys are doing and this is such a positive this is such a like you um not like positive message being like it's po like you know what i mean it's it's a message that needs to be shared and we're honored to have the ability to share that with more people um and i just wanted to say thank you again for coming on to this podcast and it's thank been you. wonderful being able to talk to you both thank and you i that. wish you the best of luck in um all that you guys do moving forward yeah thank you so much sarah and also to mark as well so thanks yeah filmmaking okay. is there okay. to stay right that's what matters yeah there yes. <laughs> whatever and, and, until we meet next time yeah okay, bye. bye everyone bye Take care.